My name is Curtis Blandy, and you are listening to Friends of CJSR on CJSR 88.5 FM. Being that CJSR is a volunteer-run community radio station, we rely on friends and businesses to keep us going. There are a great many people involved in producing and creating every single program that airs on CJSR. There are over 50 businesses that graciously give discounts and perks to those who donate to the radio station during our annual fund drive, or those who volunteer with the station. Businesses that are a part of Friends of CJSR are very close to our hearts because they help keep our little radio station afloat. Given that COVID-19 continues to disrupt our day-to-day lives, we here at CJSR thought we should check in with some of our local business owners. We wanted to see how their lives have been affected talk about some of the positive changes that will hopefully come out of all of this, and ask them how their community can help support them through these difficult times. This week I spoke with Linda Ha. She is the owner of Barber Ha, which is a popular spot on White Ave to get your hair cut and connect with some of the lovely people who work there. Barber Ha is not just a barber shop. They have become an important community hub and are dear friends of all of us here at CJSR. Just a forewarning, I was unable to record my conversation with Linda in our beautiful studios located on the University of Alberta campus. So, I had a virtual meeting with her on a Zoom call and recorded that audio. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Linda Ha. Uh, my name is Linda Haw. I'm the owner of Barber Haw, which is a barber shop in Edmonton, Alberta. Preferred pronoun is she. So how long has Barber Haw been open? So funny enough, Barber Haw will be open as of June 9th for nine years. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So actually, sorry, June 6th. June 6th is our anniversary and uh, it will be nine years this year. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, I know that like Barbara Ha is in the same floor of that building as that other salon. Is that your business as well? No. So my friend Des owns the Beauty Parlor, which is also a really great um, like salon that focuses on using organic products and like environmentally friendly products with a focus on the environment. So she, she owned that place and has been there for 10 years. And the space behind her, which we occupy right now, was empty. And she, we had worked together previously at another place years ago. And she had mentioned that it was empty. So at the time we were looking for a space, that was how we ended up there. How long has your business been a part of the Friends of CJSR? I think like pretty early on. I can't, uh, I'd like to say like since the beginning, but I think it was like pretty shortly after that. So I'd say maybe like seven or eight years. Do you see a lot of volunteers coming through with their Friends of CJSR card? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like we, from the, from the beginning, we've been a huge supporter of the local music scene. So that, I think it was just a natural progression of working with and supporting CJSR. So that's how we ended up kind of becoming friends of CJSR. 
And so, yeah, of course, we have a lot of uh, radio hosts that come in and uh, just everyone in the music industry, uh, local music, music industry that comes in quite a bit. How has your business been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic? <laughs> we pulled the closing card pretty early on, well, as, as early as I, I thought. So we closed on March 17th. And uh, even though they've announced that we could reopen as early as May 15th, we're choosing to stay closed until June 2nd, just because as a community hub, there's 25 to 30 people occupying a space at any given time that we have about 13 barbers. So it's really hard to manage the spacing and, and social distancing in that space if everyone was on board. So we're taking that extra time just to make sure we have the right protocols in place for us and of course for our clients. So what are your thoughts on the whole three-phase relaunch that the Albertan government is encouraging? Personally, I think it's a little bit too soon, but, and I, and I think like I'm of the camp, I know there's differing opinions, but I'm of the camp that we're just like guinea pigs (laughs) being thrown out there to see what happens. So I, that's why we're taking a a bit of the time. And as a group, you know, we've had a lot of staff meetings since that announcement last week. And as a whole, no one feels comfortable going back to work. And and I'm definitely not going to force anyone to, and I don't feel safe. And I just want to make sure that you know, we spend the time to put together the protocol so that we feel as safe as we can be for everyone going back in June. You know, with COVID-19, it's hard to say because it's constantly changing and it changes every day. So we can only do what we can based on what the government tells us. But in this instance, I don't exactly agree. Yeah, I think that feeling is pretty mutual with businesses along White Ave, especially like I work at the Next Act and we're doing like takeout, which is still pretty easy to do while like completely limiting your interactions with people. Whereas going to a barber shop is like a very intimate thing and, you know, you have to be right up in their face. So, well, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to say, hey, let's keep that social distancing, but you can still cut my hair. (laughs) Like, I'm touching you. I have to touch you. So it it doesn't make sense to me. So it's it's just very confusing. The the virus isn't going anywhere, and I get that. But, you know, there's argument, like, I'm part of a, you know, hairstylist barbering forum online, and, and it's just... It's so frustrating just listening to everyone argue about like, well, you know, I respect whoever needs to, and I know that everyone's circumstance is totally different. So if they need to open or they want to open, that's totally cool, you know, but for us, the reason why we're doing it is as a whole, like we want to make sure that we feel comfortable with the protocols that we're putting in place to make sure that we're not, we're limiting the spread as much as we possibly can, because at the end of the day, I think like as whole, none of us want to be that barbershop that is like a breeding ground for COVID-19. And I think that's a legitimate fear for all of us. What's your day-to-day been like since you pulled the plug? Well, I mean, it's been up and down, I think emotionally. I'm uh, like most of the barbers, I'm a people person. So that human connection is really important. And I think that's why we do what we do. But uh at the same time because we've always been so busy and we try to fit in as many people as we can with the time that we have on a regular you know work shift um i think a lot of us have also overlooked the time to be present and and if we have the privilege to be able to stay at home 
and not have to work and, and spend that time to like really focus on ourselves. It, I, I know that's coming from a place of privilege and I recognize that, but I think that um, it's been good. And, and, you know, just being able to help support other people that maybe aren't in the same, have the same advantages. So, so it's been, I've been enjoying that time with my family for sure. What types of support has your business been seeing from the community over the past couple months? Oh, um, we've been flooded with messages, which has been so heartwarming and, um, you know, without trying to get emotional, just realizing like how important it is that we kind of stick together for our community. Um, we are a community hub and I think that this, this whole situation and pandemic has just solidified that for me and the importance of us having, being able to like survive so that we can give back and do the things that we've always done and supporting, you know, both charities or nonprofits and like CJSR or whatnot. So I think that, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, sorry, what was the question? Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> That's okay. Just uh, some ways that like customers have been supported. Right, yeah. So emails and then uh, Edmonton Made had a really cool initiative where they they matched like gift certificates and, and so many clients bought gift certificates to get matched. So that was really cool. Um, again, like just a lot of messages of support and, and I, I was doing, I've been doing online one-on-ones and people have been supporting us with that. So um, yeah, just mostly the messages and people reaching out and asking how we're doing and letting us know that like they can't wait to, to see us again, not just for the haircuts. And I, I think a lot of people like assumes like, oh, of course, like they need a haircut. Well, that is true. But I think for a lot of our clients, it's just been like connecting. Like we see a lot of these people every two to three weeks, more than they see their normal friends or family. So we're so used to that, that it, it's been nice to kind of see the that it means more to them than just the haircut. You mentioned the 101s. Do you mean like teaching people how to cut their own hair? Yeah. So initially I said, yeah, I'll teach you how to cut your own hair. It's really tough. Unless you have a three-way mirror, that's, that's not, it, it's not ideal. Cause I tried that with my husband and it was, <laughs> it was not good. So um, if you have a buddy, like a COVID buddy or like, you know, your wife, your partner or whatever, I think that's better to have someone else help you because you know you can't see behind your head so not that you would care but it's just easier with another person and so yeah I've been I've been doing a few of those and it's been really interesting because uh, I was just saying to the couple last night that you know like you forget like even as I'm talking to you right now on the zoom call it's like you're there but you're not really there so I forget that I'm actually they can see me so as they were cutting as she was cutting his hair yesterday, I was just dead silent, like watching, but there was like no music. We were just like silent on the Zoom call. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I forgot. I should probably make conversation like I normally do in the shop or like have elevator music in the background because it just was like, you know, snip, snip, quiet, like snip. I'm like, oh, um, so how's everything going with you guys? <laughs> have you seen any haircut fails like online or anything over the past couple months? Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. So I had this, <laughs> so one of my, um, you know, like black belt instructors at my jujitsu gym, he was like, you know, I want to support you. So I'm going to like book an online tutorial with you. And I said, yeah, that's, that's great. And he usually has his hair very short. Like it's like jar head anyways, but it's like a one, which is like the shortest before 
going to a 0.5 or whatever. And um, his wife, she, she was a nurse. So she had that like, go, go for it attitude, which I thought was great at first. And she's like, okay, I'm like, okay, now, you know, like is giving her instructions. And, and I'm like, okay, because the one before the, the appointment before that, you know, the partner was quite timid. So it took some like prodding and some encouragement to like get her into the haircut. But with, with this other wife, like she was just like ready to go. And she like started going in there and I, I, she couldn't hear me say like, okay, 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 stop, 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 stop. And she just balded him on the one side. She was doing pretty good, but then got really clipper happy and just like zonked him twice. And there's like two giant like bald holes on the side of his head. So I didn't anticipate that because at that point, like she had been doing really well. And then as she was finishing the haircut, I don't know what happened. So it was something that I couldn't really hide. Again, I was on the Zoom call. So I was just really silent. I was like, oh, uh, what happened there? <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyways, it was cool. I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I guess I should have been louder. You know, I should have yelled and said stop cutting but it is cool it grew up in two weeks and he messaged me and was like hey it was funny anyways and I usually have my hair pretty short so it was not a big deal not like he has anywhere to be right now yeah totally but I was just like she was doing so good like the haircut was looking good I'm like wow she's doing really great and I maybe over encouraged her because I was like wow you're doing so great like you must be a natural and she's like yeah I love this and she's going and all of a sudden I was like zzz, zzz. I'm like oh no no Stop. <laughs> what types of activities or projects have you like have kept you sane through these weird times? Oh, well, oh man, if anyone that is listening that knows me knows I get very obsessive about the random most random things. So I will spend like if you tell me something really interesting about a subject, I will go down a YouTube rabbit hole until, you know, like I feel satisfied with with what I've reached. So I've been very busy actually. So my day to day going back to that first question is just kind of so random, but, um, I have two kids, they're at home with me and I thought it would drive me crazy, but it's been, it's been good. Like we spend a lot of time outside <clears throat> going for walks and bike rides. Now that the weather's gotten better, I've gotten into gardening. I've never planted anything ever. So, um, it started with like a bean plant, and then now it's grown into tomato plants and everything. And we just started gardening, but I cook a lot. So been making a lot of different dishes and things like that. So just the normal COVID activities that everyone's been kind of, I've gone down that rabbit hole too, just like baking a lot, but now I'm doing the opposite. So now I'm like following, now I'm taking like a spirulina every day to kind of try to offset what I've been doing. <laughs> That's the new thing. Oh my gosh, that's like the new thing. Yeah, and it's really cool because I mean, like I, I have a lot of friends that like I, you know, we talk about like music or we talk about like just the surface stuff. But uh, through gardening, like a couple of my friends added me to that Edmonton Horticultural, you know, Facebook group. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so many of my friends are on here. And it's just been another you know, layer of our friendship that I didn't realize like we had, which has really been really cool discovery and just like positive things, you know? So, and just like, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's been really, really interesting, but also made me realize that like, I don't know if we need to work like a 40, 
I know people are going to hate me for saying this maybe, but I don't know if you weed into like, like 40 hours a week really. And like, I think before this, um, personally with my husband who works a lot, it's just, you know, we're so used to working all the time and like trying to do as much as we can. And we're always hustling. I hate that word of like the hustle, you know? And I think a lot of people equate me to like being a hustler. I don't know. And so, so to speak, but I, I, I don't think I am like, I don't really like that. You know, like it's been really cool to, that we've been forced to just kind of hunker down and, and um, actually do these things and realizing like, Oh, maybe we don't need to, you know, be super rich or, you, you know what I mean? Like this has been a really great experience experiment in um, just basic income and, and how you don't really need much more than that. You know, like I've survived without a lot of the things that I normally pay money into. That's, I know that's a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. It's been nice to take a step back and kind of reevaluate what means the most to you and what you kind of want out of life. Like it's been nice for the people who can qualify for, you know, the CERB or for EI to have some basic income. I know that's not uh, the case for everybody, but just having that and then being at home and like really thinking and stewing in your own brain and your own thoughts about what you want out of life. Like, yeah, I don't want to really work like a 40 hour week necessarily. There's so much that I would be missing out on, but I mm-hmm. do really want to go back to work. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and again, like I, I realize that's like, I'm saying that from a place of like extreme privilege that I can even do that. You know, I know a lot of people don't have a choice but to like work you know but yeah that's just like where i'm at personally what do you miss the most from a pre-pandemic edmonton i think just gathering yeah like being a social person i i need to be able to see my friends i guess and like socialize with them not that i don't i'm not doing that like online but um but yeah i think that's that's it like and, and i think that's been one of the main reasons why i i love you know, what, what my business is to me is just that I don't, I don't really cut hair as much anymore, but when I go in, I'm, I'm always running into someone. So it's so nice to have that hub of just like, Hey, how's it going? You know, whatever. And having those conversations with people. Have you found yourself reaching out to some like maybe friends that you haven't talked to in like a long time that you don't think you would have talked to had you not been in this pandemic? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, yeah, I so I meet people like everywhere and I feel that because my personality if I like let's say I met you in Barcelona or something for like 3 days it's like we're best friends and like we always are going to be friends. So I feel like a lot of my conversations have been with people like that. So like I had a conversation with a friend of mine that I met in Vietnam actually. We literally only spent 3 days together but we've stayed friends and um, had a really long conversation with her, uh, and caught up with her. And, uh, when I used to work on cruise ships, which was years ago, a lot of people that I I lived on the cruise ship with, like I've been connecting with them who don't live in Edmonton, but, uh, just all over. So it's, it's been nice. And it's, it's been kind of an interesting feeling just cause like a lot of people we're all experiencing as like a global thing. It's not just like Canada, you know, or so it's been really cool to kind of connect with, with everyone around the world. What types of positive change do you think will come out of this pandemic? 
I hope that people are more understanding and, and, and kinder to each other. I mean, it's, it's been tough because, you know, human connection, I feel is such a big part of who we are. And, and, and without that, it can, I, I think that human connection is a big thing. And with what being forced to kind of all stay at home and not have that connection with people, I hope people realize how important it is and to actually be kinder to people and be more empathetic towards others and, and to realize that not everyone has it the same, you know, cause I, I, and I think for, as a whole, all of the clients at Barber Hall, the reason why we thrive is because we all feel, have that same feeling of being kind to people. Like, you know, we don't have a lot of jerks that come to our shop. Actually, I don't, I don't know very many at all. So, so I think that's like really awesome. You know, of course, if you spend a lot of time on Facebook or on the social media, it's like easy to see that people are still attacking each other and, and making this into a political thing when it isn't. So I hope that going back into things, they realize that we're all in this together and people just need to be kinder to each other. Well, what kinds of like music, books, podcasts, or other media have been helping you through the weeks? I just ordered a bunch of gardening books. I also have a client slash friend who is a professor at the U of A and he wrote this book called The Great Oklahoma Swindle by Russell Cobb. Uh, so race, religion, and lies in America's weirdest state. So I have a weird connection with Oklahoma. One of my coworkers, so I used to teach uh, barbering and haircutting with a company out of the States. It was a lady that her name is Sally Rogerson, and she has a company that um, teaches haircutting. And so I was working with her and one of the other barbers that worked for her. He was from Oklahoma. So he, uh, we became really good friends, and he flew me down there to teach uh, his staff some classes. And, and when I was down there, I realized, like, wow, we're like sister cities. I feel like there's a huge pocket of really cool people in Oklahoma. And I feel, and then they're surrounded by, like, hicks and weird, weird people, basically like really conservative, it's really conservative, but in a lot of ways, it's quite similar to Edmonton, you know, because I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's pockets of really cool people, but if you're, you know, someone from the outside and you come in and you don't know kind of the, the ins and outs, you, you would think that, oh, okay, so Edmonton's like a giant mall, but there's so much more. And as you and I know, there's so much more, like just in, you know, the, 10 block radius that you work in and I work in, like, you know, you work at a really awesome place and things like that. Right. But not everyone would know. And Oklahoma is so much like that. So when I met Russell through the shop, um, we started talking about that and then he wrote this book. So it's been really interesting because Tiger King has been such a big thing, but this book is so crazy. There's other stuff that is going on. And so I feel like there's a weird connection to Oklahoma with us. <laughs> With Alberta. So that's what I find really cool about this book. I find anytime I go anywhere, I always kind of end up accidentally looking for similarities to Edmonton and things that I like about a place as it compares to Edmonton. Totally, yeah. Uh, I really want to find that like weird little artsy district where there's like craft beer and restaurants and like you know cool barber shops and just like all these little local businesses. And I find that in a lot of places I go to, I am reminded that I love Edmonton so much because it's got these like pockets of like people that I really care about and this like really awesome community that comes together 
And then, like you said, it's just the rest of it's kind of like a mall. When people come visit me, I'm like, I'm glad I get to show you around Edmonton because Edmonton's really big and there's a lot of different types of people that live here, but I think you're gonna really like these couple spots. Totally. And I think the coolest thing about, so someone said to me, why would you want to go to Oklahoma City? You know, but like, of course, my friend owns a barbershop there, which is super cool. And uh, I'm like, oh, because I'm going to visit my friend. But I love visiting places like that for that exact reason. And knowing what people think of Albertans from an outside perspective and knowing like the cool pockets of places and people that I, I know here. So that's like the cool thing about you know, Edmonton, I think, is like, if you, if you know what's up, you know, and it's actually a pretty awesome place and everyone's super nice. Okay, maybe not everyone, but like for the majority, the intentions are good. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's what I love about Edmonton. Edmonton is a really special place. The way we have all come together through COVID-19 to support each other is truly amazing. Even though people are staying at home, we are still finding ways to support the businesses we care about to make sure that they make it through this pandemic. One day we'll all look back on this time and reflect on the strength of our community. This is a community that is resilient. It was so nice to have a chat with Linda and talk about how her and her family are holding up. So many things we talked about are things that every single person in Alberta and around the globe are dealing with. It is important to always remember that you are not alone in this pandemic, even though it may feel that way sometimes. Linda is a wonderful person and a true friend of CJSR. I personally cannot wait until normal life resumes and I can pop by Barber Ha to have my hair cut and say hi to everyone there. If you are wondering how you can support Barber Ha, go to barberhaw.com and check out their online store. You can sign up for a newsletter or follow them on social media to stay up to date with what they're up to. And as Linda said in the interview, a little message of love and support is always appreciated. I'm Curtis Blandy and you've been listening to Friends of CJSR right here on CJSR 88.5 FM.